Hello, ladies, gentlemen, swashbucklers, and whatever else you identify as. Welcome to the growing, infamously known podcast in the known universe called Have You Seen It? Where I rewatch or watch a film for the first time, give you some film analysis slash review, and immediate thoughts. Then I simply recommend said film to you or not. We don't do complex numbers or stars, here's folks. I'm not like the famous film critic like Leonard Maltin with his complex rating system. That's just a random movie buff knowledge fact for you. But I do have knowledge and experience to give the same amount or would agree even more film analysis on films as a whole than he does. Is it a crime to have that level of confidence? Well, at least not yet, future movie buffs. Anyways, we're going into a new genre of film this time around. We're going into the genre of historical classics. Don't skip on me just yet. I know what you're thinking. Great, Alex, a film of drama and people with powdered wigs venting about their problems for two and a half hours straight. Might as well watch any episode of Dawson's Creek. I don't have time for this. I would rather see two giant robots fight each other than old rich white dudes having first world problems. Well, the film I'm reviewing this episode is not one of those historic movies. This film is my favorite live action film of all time for now. It has love, murder, revenge, some drama, sorry, comedy, guns, swordplay, piracy, and more. The main character has many names. The pirates know him as Zatara. The nobles know him as the Count of Monte Cristo, and his loved ones simply know him as Edmond Dantes. This episode, we're going through the story of Edmond in the movie, The Count of Monte Cristo. Pause for dramatic effect. Wait, what? Why did I write that in my script, and why did I say that out loud? Dang, I'm sorry, sports fans. I didn't mean to, but the wonders of podcasting and that journey, I make mistakes, and it just happens. I digress. We'll move on. Anyways, get your mind sharpened and your ears focused, my fellow vagabonds, as we dive into another word adventure of love and mystery. Two side notes I need to mention before we dive in, and I swear I'm not trying to be a film tease, I promise. Sorry if I butcher any French names and terms, and some light spoilers for the first act of the film to further dive into the dramatic themes of the story, and just flush out the conflict for you, the listener. So if you haven't seen it, I think you'll be okay hearing the light spoilers, but I'll give you a chance to come back later, and this will be your point of no return. I'll wait. Oh shoot, I can't decide what I want for dinner. Do I want a Monte Cristo sandwich? Maybe some soup? Uh, I still have to get errands after this. I have to get gas and other stuff. Oh, shoot. I forgot I was still recording. Uh, the silent alarm on my phone said that was enough time for you fun people. But I digress, so let's dive in. This story is set in France most of the time. We see a young Edmond and his best friend Fernand going to the island of Elba for help for their dying ship captain. Little do they know, this island is riddled with English guards protecting an, an exiled Napoleon Bonaparte. They both get the attention they requested, and in return, Napoleon simply asks the illiterate Edmond to deliver a secret letter to an old friend back in Marseille. Good fortune grows with Edmond as he gets promoted to merchant ship captain and an incoming marriage with his lovely girlfriend, Marseille. But even though Fernand is the son of the Count Mondego, a random side note and give further context on what that title means to you as a viewer, he is pretty much the son of a French nobleman with money, power, and strong ties to the French government, etc. Cool? We good? Cool? Great. Let's get back to the story. Where was I? Oh yes. Even though he was a French noble with everything he could ever wanted, Fernand was fiercely jealous of Edmund's life and almost 
almost every way possible slash total opposite of his upbringing. Fernand is played by a younger Guy Pierce, and for reference who that actor is, he played the villain in Iron Man 3 and screams, I am the Mandarin! Edmund was in the low to middle class in French society from my first impressions, but I can admit if I'm wrong on this one. Feel free to fact check me so I can prevent spreading fake news, <laughs> but I digress once again. Even though Edmund didn't have high monetary status, he's living the life he wants. He has a good job he can be proud of and has someone to share his life with, in which Edmund's eyes all the money in the world doesn't matter to him. Along with everything else, Fernand was immensely jealous and wanted his girlfriend, Marseille, all to himself. So he finds the perfect opportunity and plots against Edmund, with some established connections and good timing for him at least. He becomes involved in a vast conspiracy to falsely accuse the young and gullible Edmund of treason and murder. He gets betrayed by his longtime best friend and is sentenced to an island prison called Chateau de Fif. He spends a good amount of time there and plotting his revenge against Fernand and all who wronged him. He later befriends a French priest played by Richard Harris, who played Dumbledore in the Harry Potter films for reference to fellow millennials and younger folks out there. I try to give context and I wish I could remember every actor. Jeez. Lots of rabbit trails today, folks. I'll stay focused and this movie has so much backstory in every character. It's ridiculous. So Edmund learns many things from the priest from economics to reading and writing to several languages to becoming a master sword fighter. Through means I won't disclose for, for plot reasons, of course, he escapes the prisons and assumes the identity of the Count of Monte Cristo in order to re-enter French society in order to act on his revenge. If you want to shorter version to tell people about this movie into modern terms, here you go. Best friends with different economic stances in life is jealous of the other's girlfriend. The jealous friend uses his daddy's connections to the police, gets Edmund arrested and thrown in jail, then through miraculous means basically becomes Zorro and or Batman to get revenge on those who wronged him. Or all of this just sounds like a weird interpersonal relationship drama that would have eight seasons of it on the CW, but hey, that's just me. <laughs> this film has themes of revenge, love, forgiveness, and our hero's thoughts on his life and his faith in God. His faith is a minor subplot in the story, but is noticeable enough that it's an example of his worldview being dramatically changed from before, during, and escape from prison. He goes through a journey of self-realization of what is really important in his life and ultimately what he wants. My favorite part of the film is the comedy bits and his meeting of new people and the great banter they exchange with the pirates he meets to showing off his newfound wealth as the mysterious count in town. I swear the opening party scene where he exits a hot air balloon, fireworks are going off everywhere, just simply walks out, just says greetings, and then disappears. This moment gives off so much Great Gatsby vibes, it's not even funny. Another element I enjoy, dear listener, is what I like about films is the effort they put into making three-dimensional characters, as they should. They're more than just societal and gender stereotypes, but they have thoughts, feelings, and issues that they need to overcome or not. I think it's amazing either way. Every character that Edmund meets and in turn us as the viewer has rich backstory, motivations to hinder or help our hero's journey and more. Overall, this film has a beautiful story and would say have better plot elements than the film The Princess Bride. Yes, I've said it and I do not care what other people think on that matter. I'm sticking to my guns on this one, folks. I loved every moment of it from start to finish and highly recommend it to you, the listener. Also, I'm gonna get this out of the way. There is no joke 
joke or reference to the sandwich that bears the same name as the movie title. I know you're disappointed. I'm sorry too. It was a total missed opportunity and I would love to see that joke, but the screenwriter didn't want to break your sense of disbelief for a stupid sandwich joke, apparently. Let's just move on and it will be okay, I promise. Now we have reached the segment of the podcast I call Filmology, where I describe a movie term that describes a narrative device, role, action, or other terms to grow in your power as a movie buff and more. <laughs> the term this week is montage or movie montage. That shows a series of quick scenes or cuts showing the character's progress from a starting point to their eventual goal. Usually the hero needs to learn some skills, get stronger, or practices a certain action in order to face the greater conflict ahead depending on the plot as some examples. Usually you can't miss it when you watch a movie that has upbeat modern music like Eye of the Tiger and basically any Rocky movie. So now you got a name to the face of what you see all the time in movies and just growing in your movie buff power. My last and newest segment of the podcast is what I call Fun Facts, where I list some interesting facts about the film, the production, or anything related to the film itself. The movie is based on the novel of the same name, The Count of Monte Cristo, by Alexander Dumas, and there has been over 21 film adaptations of the film as early as 1913. Also, you can see a younger Henry Cavill play the son of Fernand in this film, who is more known widely as Superman in the last few years. Just another reason to watch this masterpiece of a film. So this concludes this episode of this podcast and we're already at four episodes strong it makes me so happy i want to dance but i won't because podcasting and dancing at the same time is hard to do yet alone edit i'm sorry not gonna happen this episode thanks for listening feel free to give this movie a watch or not i ain't your mama you could probably watch it on any platform online that you can rent or buy or get a hard copy i almost forgot to put that in probably get this film because it's so old Now you can ask your friends this question. Have you seen The Count of Monte Cristo?